Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There's been more than one country music song written about the benefits of having a fake ID, but some of those things clearly better than others. You can guess which version 20-year-old Daniel Burleson had in his possession when police in Iowa City spotted him Friday night. Officers say he was in a local bar holding an alcoholic beverage in his hand when officers asked him what he was drinking and then asked to see his ID. When the real driver's license he showed to cops indicated he wasn't yet of legal age to be holding an alcoholic beverage, officers asked to see the fake one he used to gain access. That's when he pulled out the Hawaii ID that indicated his name was McLovin. <laughs> Which is a take on a prop used in a movie in 2007 and you can now be uh, you can now buy one on Amazon. <laughs> would be cool to have the last name of that, though. McLovin. Oh, man. Might be a lot of pressure, though. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, you got to live up to the it's name. A, McLovin is a name that carries a lot of pressure. It carries pressure, yes. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Todd McLovin. <laughs> Prove it. Yes, exactly. Prove it. It's time now for a news update with our news director. Here he is. It's Cliff McLovin. <laughs> It kind of works for you, doesn't it? It does kind of. It actually, does kind yeah. of work for you. Um, maybe I should just change my name. I think you might. Cliff, Cliff McLovin. I love that name. That's pretty cool. Cliff, for the last couple of days, this has been all over the internet. Yeah. South Korea is developing a stealth fighter plane. There's irony in that. <laughs> Why is that? Because if you were developing a stealth airplane, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd want to keep that on the down low, wouldn't you? That we really don't. Uh, you have a point there. We're not actually. really doing anything over That's here. Right. Don't um, never mind. Never mind. You know yeah. those reports, <laughs> totally lies. It makes sense. Are you going to go with that name, Cliff McLovin? Yes, I love that. <laughs> um, I'll consider it. How's okay. That? Yeah. I mean, this story from Bagley, Iowa, shows why it's so important to select your neighbors with great care. Authorities there say the Lestina family, all seven of them, need to move somewhere else until the biohazard in their basement is cleaned up. And for those of you wondering, this story does in fact come from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast, but it's going an entirely different direction than what you thought when I said the words biohazard in their basement. Doesn't mean it's any less disgusting. Because, you see, the Lestina family lives next door to Doll's Custom Meat Locker and has for a decade, although the company has changed hands in the past year. As it turns out, all of the liquid materials produced during the butchering of cattle and hogs has been washed down the drain of the meat locker, a drain which is apparently connected to the floor drain in the basement of the Lestina home. And that meant when there was a clog downstream, everything that was going down the drain in the meat locker was coming back up in the home next door. Now those folks have five inches of blood, animal fat, and pieces of bone in their basement. Cleanup will wait until it's decided who's going to pay for it, and in the meantime... All their basement's furniture floating in pig's blood. 
be hard to go back into that house, Cliff. I mean, really, even if today clean it up. No, you're right. You're right. There's a horror movie down there waiting to happen. It, it's already happened. You just be great to open it up for Halloween, though. Oh, that'd be cool. Come on down, wait yeah. through this. Well, guess I'm guess. Well, Cliff, I'm a, what did you call me? I called you guess. <laughs> well, guess. I liked it better when you were calling me McLovin. Well, I was getting to that. That's where I was going with that. Okay. I guess you've decided yeah. to not go with your new name. You're going back to the Cliff Ingram. Well, I noticed it on the news. I mean, it, it it's it's difficult to use a fake name on the news. You know what I'm saying? There's a certain... Uh, dignity there. Dignity that you have to carry with the news that requires the use of my real name. But anytime you want to call me McLovin, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So... Uh, Listeners could call in and say hi to Cliff, Cliff McLovin. McLovin. Yes. Now, that came from a story you had earlier this That's morning. right. Following the uh, 6 o'clock news, there was a story about a guy who had a fake ID, a Hawaii driver's license where his name was McLovin, which is actually something that was in a movie in 2007. <laughs> it has a ring to it, I'm telling yeah. you. It just yeah. rolls off your tongue. Mm-hmm. And now with the news, mm-hmm. I'm Cliff McLovin. <laughs> See, it works okay except for the news. Just can't, you know, just can't go that way. All right. Well, Cliff, I saw this yesterday, and yeah. um, I didn't get time to mention it, but I think this is kind of strange well, in what, Denmark. What, what is it? They're developing a paper beer bottle. I saw that. A beer bottle made from paper. Well, first of all, this thing yeah. isn't very manly. What's well, made from paper? I know. It's just kind of wimpy. <laughs> and the other thing is... yeah. I know how paper beats me up. What are you and talking about? I'm constantly, yeah. anytime I grab a stack of papers, getting yeah. a paper cut, and those things hurt. Maybe I'm super sensitive to paper or no, something. No, I think everyone can agree of the uh, the pain that you feel when you get a paper cut. And so I'm afraid this bottle would have right. me so if cut you, to smithereens. If you put a paper beer bottle to your lips and you suffer a paper cut from a paper beer bottle... On your lower lip, it's going to hurt like you know what. Yes, and people are going to think you're kind of wimpy because... That's right, because you cut yourself on a beer bottle. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't involved, you know, in a fight. Right. You were just drinking. And how can right. you fight with a paper beer bottle That's anyway? Right. I mean, it's like... <laughs> I'm going to get him. <laughs> and then he turns around and goes, that's real funny. <laughs> I think, Cliff, when it comes to paper yeah. cuts, I believe I would rather get a shot than get a Get a, a shot? Yes. Huh? I'd, really? I'd rather get a shot in the hiney. I mean, no one wants to see that. Well, well <laughs> that's what the nurses all say, too, whatever I've... Maybe if you didn't drop trowel all the way to your ankles when you got a shot in your hiney, they wouldn't be saying that. You know, I think it's my decision. The customer's always right. <laughs> No, the customer's not always. Isn't that right. the thing? That's the thing in retail, but healthcare is not retail. Oh, well, I've been doing it wrong. There, all yeah, this time. see, actually, you have. Yeah. So they're right. Yes. <laughs> so it's there's, not really me. Then. No, there's there's no need for you to go that far with your pants all the way down there. We this story from Beaumont, Texas demonstrates how low the security actually is at a low security federal prison. And yes, it's basically the revolving front door gate you think it might be. U.S. Marshals say they took four men into custody Friday night inside the prison's grounds. All men had been and continued to be inmates in the institution. Apparently, contraband had become a problem inside the federal prison, 
And the warden decided to find out where it was coming from. And the answer were, or the answer was, inmates were simply walking outside the gates to get it and bring it back. Federal agents arrested the four when they returned to the prison, and they'll all be charged with escape, and probably now move to more secure accommodations within the prison system. And if you ever wondered why one woman can't go to the bathroom by herself, you must also ask, why does it take four federal prisoners to break out on a Friday night and then return to lockup after getting only one bottle of whiskey? (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. If you're going to go... Go for the gusto, go man. For, yeah, that's exactly that's right. right. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Cliff, to Trace Adkins, newly married yes. over the weekend. Well, yes. what do you know? And I thought the uh, person doing the ceremony was quite appropriate. You mean the minister? Yes. Who was the minister? Blake Shelton. No, oh, he was. Yes, it was. <laughs> Here's Trace on the Morning Road Show. Oh, yeah. I find this hard to believe. What's that? But experts are saying, medical experts anyway, that if you give your kids vitamins, that can do more harm than actually good for them. Really? So kids' vitamins, they're saying, are bad. Now, we're supposed to trust a so-called medical expert on this (laughs) more than we trust Fred Flintstone himself, Cliff. (laughs) Fred Flintstone has never lied to me once. In my entire lifetime. Well, there was that whole dinosaur thing. Well, that wasn't really his fault, though. Well, it was the producers. Yes. Of this show. He just went along with that. <laughs> we all know there weren't dinosaurs around when Fred when was Fred, running around. When the caveman was running around. Yes. Fred Flintstone. But I believe Fred myself. Oh, you do, huh? I think so. Well, he was an honest, hard-working man. Worked at a rock quarry, remember? That is right. It was a rock quarry. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking, what did he do for a living? He worked as a, he operated a heavy equipment, a, a.k.a. a big dinosaur, <laughs> in a rock quarry. You know, him and Barney? Yeah. They'd have made perfect morning DJs. Oh, they would have, yes. They would have. Right. Occasionally, yeah. a bunch of random chemicals come together and make magic. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well... I'm not so sure I'm in on this, but a lot of people are loving it. Okay. It's the pine- pineapple-flavored version of Mountain Dew. It's out right now, really? Cliff. Yes. I haven't personally seen it. I've been reading about it. <laughs> I'm a huge Mountain Dew drinker. That's absolutely right, especially of the diet version. Yes, but apparently yeah. folks are just absolutely loving it. It's called Mountain Dew Maui Burst. And it's pineapple flavored. Yes. And what did you call it in the beginning? The thing about the chemicals? The random chemicals come together right. and make a little magic. That's right. Because there's nothing natural in any of that. That's it's a- all chemistry. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> now, if you're interested in this new flavor, yeah. it's only available yeah. at Dollar General. Well, that's why I haven't found it. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only place. I'm hoping, Cliff, yeah. if I get time today... To go to the Dollar General store. I'm hoping to. Okay. And hopefully they'll have a, at least one bottle there <laughs> for me to try. I'd hate to buy a six-pack of it because... Because you might not like it. I don't like pineapple on ham. I have a really? fit about that. What's yes, wrong with you? I have to eat away from the pineapple <laughs> on a ham. You have to... Ha, I guess you, know, you wouldn't want... in the middle there. Well, yeah, yeah, right. And, and I guess you wouldn't want a pineapple upside-down cake either. No, I'm not a big really? fan of that either. Because that's actually really good. <laughs> And you probably would never want to put pineapple on your pizza. Well, if I wanted to ruin the thing and throw it away and then trash, yeah, I'd throw it on there. Because there's really nothing better than pineapple and ham on a pizza. Yeah, there's pepperoni and sausage and 
That's pretty tasty too on there, and the uh, debate seems to be raging on text messaging here at Country oh, really? 1 about, about pineapples. Some are lovers <laughs> and some are haters, and everybody's got their own thing. But for me personally, yeah, I would rather pet a tarantula <laughs> than eat pineapple. That's right. You'd rather pet a tarantula, and I'm scared of spiders. But your I would hatred, ra- your hatred of pineapple is so great that you'd rather touch the fuzz. Of a tarantula. Yes. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Please, tell me why. In some sick, twisted way, tarantulas always remind me of Zagnut candy bars. Oh. Because they're kind of fuzzy, too, you know? That's right, yes. Zagnut candy bars can and will kill a news director. (laughs) It almost got you, (laughs) didn't it? That's right. That's right, yes. Someone about had to come around and give me the Heinlich maneuver. That day I was eating a Zagnut on the air. Yeah, I don't know who that was going to be. <laughs> I just, I was looking for volunteers. I'm like, well, I'll go find somebody for you, Cliff, but I don't know if anybody is going to touch you or not. <laughs> you know, Yeah. I mean, I probably didn't help when I went around and said, anybody want to touch Cliff in the control room? He's about to gag. <laughs> I was gagging. I know you were. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. Maybe. I had a Zagnut in the back of my throat. Yes, you did, Cliff, in Atlantic City. They yes. were talking about it on the news. Yeah. There's also something else happening there. A construction worker, the platform he was on, failed leaving that worker dangling in the air, holding really? on for dear life. <laughs> yes. So this guy, how many feet in the air was he? Did it say? It didn't say how many, but it was enough. I mean, if you're 30 enough. foot, that's that, enough. That's enough. Yes. Dangling in the air, holding on for dear life. Yes. Wow. That's pretty much the description of this job here, Cliff. Yeah, you're right, actually. Especially on payday. (laughs) Yes, dangling in the air. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. We're going to go back one century, approximately 100 years ago. Okay. And here are some facts from then. Okay. Approximately 100 years ago, the average life expectancy in the United States? Yeah. 47. (laughs) It's like 78 today. That's exactly right. (laughs) 14% 14% of the homes 100 years ago yeah. actually had a bathtub in them. Only 14%. 14%. Okay. A call from Denver to New York City yeah. would cost you $11. Which is like, what, 75 80 bucks in today's money? That's probably true. Yeah. Yes. The maximum speed in most cities that you could drive your vehicle, if you had if one. If you could afford to have a vehicle. 10 miles an hour. 1919. Yes. Okay. Most bursts. In the United States, yeah, took place in the home, right? Not surprising. And the one that is kind of surprising, yeah, most U.S. doctors had no college education <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, see, life was simpler back then, wasn't it? Yes, life was more quiet and calm, and we didn't have all of the modern distractions. And your doctor never went to college. Yes. <laughs> Anyone could uh, throw a shingle out and say, "That's right, I'm doctor." Yes. Now I kind of miss that, Cliff, because oh, I could have been Doctor Weed. Weed. Yes. <laughs> you know, I got to thinking about the take it to the bank today when what life was like a hundred years ago. Yes. And then, of course, there was a contribution from the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast. Of course, there was. <laughs> you know, toilet paper was invented in the late 1800s, but it wasn't until 1935 that the process was in uh, to process was patented to produce splinter free toilet paper oh. <laughs> so in 1919 
if you could find toilet paper, and basically it was kind of a luxury then, you could get a splinter in your backside. <sighs> in a very sensitive area, I might add. That's why most people used a quarter. <laughs> no, they didn't either. <laughs> like a spoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> then you put it in your pocket and used it again. You're trying to ruin <laughs> the take it to the bank. I know, Cliff, this isn't really fair to you because you don't really follow the artist closely because you're doing the news while we're here in the morning. That, that's correct. But you do recognize the band Little Big Town, of Oh, course. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And the uh, blonde-headed lady on there, Kimberly. Kimberly, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Slapman. I didn't know that was her last name. Yes. Slapman. Yes. Schlapman. <laughs> oh, Schlapman. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I liked it better when it was Slapman. I did, too. I kind of liked that myself. <laughs> Well, today she's celebrating a birthday. Really? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, she looks nowhere close to what her actual age well, is. How old is she today? Today? Yeah. 50. Wow. Holy cow. Kind of unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she must live a lot better than I do, I'll say that. Well, she probably has help, too. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. Someone come around and give me the Heimlich Maneuver. I should point out no one did. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Number two, you could get a splinter in your backside from toilet paper prior to 1935, oddly enough. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, we started uh, early with this one. McLovin, a name that carries a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it does carry pressure. Yeah, you're right. It's a you lot of pressure. Lot to live up to. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.